What's up, everybody? This is Majet from Diva Girl Tribe, and you're listening to the Diva Girl Radio Podcast, the show that connects, supports, educates, and empowers people who want fun, unique, and diverse experiences in their lives and businesses. Cool, cool. Hello, hello. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. I'm super excited to be here tonight. I want to welcome everybody who is on watching us and who will be watching us later. My name is Majet and I'm the owner of Diva Girl Tribe. Um, This is a new segment for Diva Girl where we invite biz experts like Sarah to share their knowledge and gifts to the Diva Girl community. So tonight, our very first guest for the Biz Tip Wednesday is Sarah DeGeorge. Say hi! Hi, everyone! (laughs) So Sarah is a digital marketing specialist who works in paid and organic marketing, public relations and social media marketing, and management to help small businesses like me, Diva Girl, find their authentic voice for their audience through a holistic marketing approach and when sarah is not working on digital digital marketing strategy you will find her on a walk at a local local park reading or working in animal rescue and rehabilitation mm-hmm. um, you can find sarah at www.sarahdegeorge.com <laughs> yes <laughs> perfect love it it was so that you couldn't have done it better honestly and you always bring such a good energy to it so it like if i were to read it I have a very monotone voice, so it sounds very dry, but you added so much. You added that little, like, what is it, like, salt bay where he just adds the salt to it, where it just spices it up. So I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I love that. Thank you for that. Well, you always bring the calmness, right? And that's why I love talking to you. I love working with you. Um, and uh, because you just have like the, that calmness that um, comes with your work and you just bring that to wherever you go. And then you're also super fun. So that's why we love having you in our, you know, in our events. So thank you for being here. You could have been somewhere else or at the park or, you know, walking your dog, but you are here. So for that one, people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so I want to make everybody feel, you know, familiar with you. So can you please tell us, tell everyone here who you are and where can our audience connect with you and find you? Yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm Sarah D. George. I'm a digital marketing specialist. I'm not going to rehash the beautiful job that Majette just did on explaining what I do. But again, I work primarily with small to mid-sized businesses. And my goal is like, my main thing is that although I'm a digital marketing specialist and yes, I work on the platforms to create digital strategy, the goal is to mix the, your, your own voice, your authenticity with those strategies. And I will obviously dive into that a little bit later, but that's the main thing that you're going to come across when you see the things that I post on my website and like what my, my why is in business. And with that, again, you can find me at, it's like at sardegeorge.com and just S-A-R-D-E-G-E-O-R-G-E.com. And then at sar George for Instagram. Sarah D. George was already taken because there are multiple Sarah D. Georges. So they, somebody already took that real estate, but it's okay because I got it for everything else. And my email address is also that at gmail.com. So awesome. I just put that in the comment box, your, um, your website. 
So okay. there you go. All right, cool. So I'm curious, like what inspires you to do what you do and keep doing it? How long have you been doing it now? I've been doing collectively my work in freelancing um, and digital marketing and being my own business, all of those different aspects um, for over 10 years now. I actually started oh, really? it while I was in college and in the freelance writing realm, like it was strictly writing. I then moved into public relations when I was in college and then um after I had, I have a, I have a pretty, I won't take up the time. If anybody wants to hear my long drawn out um, entrepreneurial journey story, it did start with a sickness and I had to come up with a way to make money. So I decided having those, that PR and writing background, I would pick up a few clients. And from there, one of my clients taught me marketing and that's how marketing became a part. That is like the most condensed way I have ever probably told that story. So again, if anybody's interested, I'm happy to share the story in long form. But um, I've just seen throughout the years, all the people I work with, the one connective tissue between all of them in small business is that they're overwhelmed. Marketing is so complex at times. And there's so much, I'm going to say noise, noise being in the form of videos and tutorials and certifications and everything that people feel like obligated to take part in while also running a business and needing to be their own, you know, uh, accountant and doing the work and selling the products and doing the services and then having to market yourself is just one extra layer. So, and I've been overwhelmed too. So my why is absolutely like making sure that any sort of misstep or you know I did too much in my business I take ownership of that and I put that into my own practices when I work with somebody so that they don't feel overwhelmed and they can learn from things that I didn't quite do correctly not wrong just you know in my own capabilities my own sustainable approach to marketing you know I needed to take care of myself because you know when we're our business we aren't doing well, our business will absolutely reflect that. 100%. Yeah, totally. 100%. And um, so you've been doing this for 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and you 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 look way too young to be <laughs> to have been doing this for 10 years. Um, and, uh, you know, and uh, from my experience, you know, working with you, it's just that you do have a system right in, you know, the step by step process that that is that that works. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, and you're right. Like um, with business owners, we can't do everything, right? Mm -hmm. to be able to delegate and delegate it to people who know what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so yeah, like we can't do it all. So, no. having someone like you is it's a good idea to have. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that that's also just like like what you just said. We can't do it all. We it makes like the people, it makes it seem like people are doing it all, but I have no doubt that most people are outsourcing in, in one way or another, where, whether outsourcing is to another person or they're outsourcing the processes to say a automation platform, um, you know, a CRM system, something where pieces are being taken care of for them in one shape or another, you know, and there are the budget friendly outsourcing, then there's the more investment outsourcing and where you are and what type of investments you want to have in your business. It's fine if you start here and then you make those decisions incrementally to, you know, make a bigger investment when it comes to your marketing or any other processes in your business for sure. 
Right. Yeah. And um. And what is your end goal with all of this? So my end goal is honestly, it might be a little like just high level, but if I can help other business owners, especially women business owners, anybody that identifies as female, like anything of that nature, not be so overwhelmed and have a digital marketing strategy that they're proud of. We move the needle in their digital marketing, whether that needle is on, you know, the end of their goal is like, I want to get more people in the door. I want more people buying my products. Or if that goal is simply like things are working, I just need somebody to make help me feel less overwhelmed. Those are all, you know, that's my end goal because we're in such a society where it's like, go, 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 go. Like I said, so many things are being thrown at us with videos, certifications. Oh, you need to learn this school or it's a school skill. Um, algorithms have changed and you're like, oh, like my, your brain can't process all of that while still being a business owner. So if I can be that person that offers you that security to share that information, the supportive nature to work you through, you know, figuring out your why, your authentic voice, who your target audience is, and then move, taking all of that information and creating a strategy that reflects everything we've went over. Like that's my end goal. I just wanted to like, make sure that people are less stressed for sure. I love that. I love that. Like the, the fact that your, your end goal is to help entrepreneurs, especially mm-hmm. women, to not feel overwhelmed. I mean, exactly. aside from business, we're taking care of so many other things. So to be able to have you there to check in and, you know, and help, um, help entrepreneurs not feel overwhelmed is, is, is definitely 100% necessary for somebody to be successful. Right mm-hmm. in business, because it doesn't mean that you're in business. You're supposed to be stressed and overwhelmed all the time. No, it is hard to be a business owner, but you know that's not normal to mm-hmm. be to be overwhelmed and stressed. And yeah. when you're only giving so much of a percentage, like it does reflect in your marketing. In that's true. That's putting out there. You want to make sure that. If you can't give that 100%, you're working with somebody or you're working with some form of AI that's out there again, like automation platforms that can give the 100% to get the social media posts out there um, to be able to write the copy for you if you're having a hard time or if you're not good at technology or graphic design, which is again, a completely other field. A lot of mm-hmm. people think that marketing and graphic design are the same. No, they're in completely different schools in college. And I will always be the one to bring that up. If there's ever a job posting where I'm like, oh, you need to have Photoshop and InDesign and all these skills, but you're also a digital marketer. I'm like, by the way, those are two completely different degrees and different skill sets. So just want to let you know that you can take that information and do whatever with it that you want. But um, mm-hmm. again, it's just, um, you know, knowing what you can do and offering yourself that grace and ability to say, I need somebody else to do this. And I know that based on previous analytics or previous feedback that this component really moves the needle. So it's worth the investment. I'm worth the investment. You know what I mean? Because when you're investing in your business, you're investing in yourself. That is true. That is true. Yeah. So talk to us about, you know, what is creating an authentic digital marketing strategy? What is that all about? Like, can you tell us a little bit more and dive into that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm good. I've kind of already touched on the main component, but, or not the main component, but a lot of the pressure behind digital marketing that I see coming my way. Um, I have, you know, any client will be like, well, I'm on four different social platforms. I was told I need to write a blog every week. I need to send out a weekly email, all of these things. And when you come right down to it, they're, I'm like, well, where did you get that idea from? And they're like, oh, this is social media expert, this guru and everything like that. And I say that best practices, all of those articles have merit, but the thing you have to have before your marketing industry best practices is your personal best practices. Think of um, when you like, why do you go to your favorite coffee shop? You usually go for your favorite coffee shop. Yes, because like they make a really good cup of coffee. But think of the other kind of subliminal pieces of marketing that don't really seem like marketing. You probably go there because the barista that works there, you always, you enjoy what they have to say. You joke around, you kibitz with them for a little bit. There are some subliminal reasons why they, the atmosphere is good. And that's when I say that personal best, best, oops, best, <laughs> best practices Freudian slip for all of you people out there in psychology. And I will own that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to laugh at myself later for that one. Personal best practices are um, an, an important part because you have your own flavor. You have your own voice. You have your own energy you bring to your business, whether you're selling products, services, that copy, any sort of videos you put out there. People usually have those other reasons why they come to your page beyond just the products and services. And that also comes into how much time you can commit to these platforms, which platforms are your, is your audience actually on? And are you utilizing them in a way that just feels authentically connected to who you are as a person? I used to say prior to 2020, that wearing a mask is very difficult, but I meant a me metaphorical mask of like being somebody else, but that just doesn't hit the same now. It's just, so I, I don't say that anymore, but I just, we see so much data out there and also we see competitors and we're like, oh, how can I be like them? And the reality is, is again, just like picking your favorite coffee shop has to do with the, the barista you enjoy, or the reason you follow a certain social media account is because you really like what the person has to say, or maybe they remind you of a loved one. There are so many things that if you were to burn yourself out and not come fully authentic in your own voice and your why and your values, and you also were trying to be somebody else, it just wouldn't feel the same. And you wouldn't be connecting with your audience and marketing is connecting. Um, we're not in a society anymore where people are like, I'm just going to buy this. There are so many touch points in marketing and touch points just mean how many times does somebody have to see your product or service before they make any sort of decision on a sale. And that could be touch points or a, pod a podcast you're on an ad they see online, a blog you wrote, um, a guest post, anything of that nature where they all collectively make that decision. If you're, and if you're coming from a space where you're on the platforms you enjoy, not the platforms that XYZ article told you you needed to be on, that where your audience is and you're writing from a true place of why, then you can add in the search engine optimi optimized words afterwards, but you don't want to come 
right off the bat without any sort of your own personal flavor um, of who you are and your essence, basically, because that's really anybody that I follow on social media is because I truly enjoy them. And then the secondary benefit of that is that I trust their word in when they are selling their products or their services, or I'm willing to go up to bat for them and say, this is somebody that you, that you have to go to this event or you have to buy this product because like, I really, you know, or you have to support this GoFundMe because I really believe in this person and what they're doing. And that's kind of all of like this combination of meeting those best practices in marketing, you know, the five best tips for search engine optimized, you know, articles and why you should do this with your email list, but then marry it with well, what is the best practice for me? What can I commit to? How many posts can I commit to a week? Because algorithms love consistency more than you following every article out there and then sputtering three months from now and then disappearing off of the face of the earth for six months. People will forget. But people won't forget about you if you're like, I can post twice a week. And that's what I can commit to. If I can post four times a week, that's great. Maybe I have a free week where I have more time, but that is where I feel comfortable and where I can show up consistently every week, or I can write one blog a month. I can't commit to four blogs a month. It's just too much. That's fine. If, as long as your audience knows a blog a month is coming, like they will not lose that interest because you're very consistent with it. And, you know, and algorithms, Google search, all of the different pieces of marketing will realize that new content is being posted. You're not just like gone forever. So that's just a, that was a lot of word or alphabet soup, but I hope it, you know, came out across helpful, um, you know, with digital marketing. I didn't want to take up too much time. If you had like a secondary question with that, I did want to throw the, throw the ball back into your court. Yeah, no, um, I think what you're, what I'm getting from what you're saying is that, you know, like, I love how you, you know, reminded everyone that marketing is your way of connecting, right? Mm-hmm. It's not selling, yeah. it's connecting. And your audience connects with you if they can resonate with you, if they, you know, and, and you have to be authentic and you have to show your authenticity um, through your, you know, through your social media, through your blogs. And, um, and uh, I'm also hearing from you that um, you don't have to do everything. Like you don't have to do um, Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or blogging or YouTube. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to, or podcasting. You don't have to be on all of these platforms. You don't, uh, right? Especially if you don't want to, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's really come across. And I will say um, one of like my takeaway tips, hopefully from tonight is like as unsexy as it may be, looking at your data every once in a while is helpful. That could be Google analytics. That could be Facebook insights. That could just be the reviews you get because you will probably see that the places in which you're getting a lot of engagement are the places that you are also very engaged in and the places Mm -hmm. that don't really seem to be moving the needle or giving you a good ROI in your marketing are the places you don't really enjoy. There's just, again, that energy exchange And you'll notice if if you don't like posting on Twitter, you're probably not getting a lot of value out of Twitter. And in that case, there is, you know, if you're spending an hour on Twitter every, you know, every week, let's just say it's very minimal, but that hour could be spent 
creating another video on Instagram reels that you actually enjoy doing, that is probably going to do more for your audience there. And you can change, interchange that with whatever, something you don't enjoy versus something you enjoy, but looking at the data can really give you a clear idea. Again, not the most fun part of marketing, but it also is a good check-in because I also talk a lot about like mindfulness and marketing and mindfulness. And I know you've heard my talk before, and I think mindfulness and marketing, but my goal with mindfulness and marketing is to like have people really sit with their marketing in the present. Marketing is absolutely a past and a future type concept in general. What worked? Did our Christmas sale pan out the way we thought? Is our 4th of July sale? These are our, you know, what we think is going to happen, but we're never really sitting in our marketing in the current moment. How is this feeling right now? Am I enjoying this? Am I not enjoying this? What could I do to you know, feel a bit more at ease and less overwhelm in my marketing because a lot of times we go full speed ahead in our marketing because we should, there's the sunken cost fallacy about, oh, well, I've put so much time and energy into it. So I might as well stick with it. But then there's so much lost time that could be replaced with something else. Had, had you checked in every so often as to how you were feeling in the moment. And then all of a sudden you go so far ahead and now you have to backtrack so far because you kind of kept going with marketing that really didn't feel authentic to you, or it was created from a scarcity mindset where you're mm-hmm. like, well, I should be doing this because everybody else is doing this. Mm-hmm. My competitor just- I've heard that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I even heard myself say those things. Yeah. 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 It, 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 I mean, I, I'm saying this and I'm one of those people that will always be humble enough to say like, I will sometimes still go through it. I think we all just like, we all have imposter syndrome at some point, you know, Mm -hmm. but no matter how much of something we do and, you know, I'm always happy to admit and, you know, be like, Hey, I still um, suffer from this as well. But I also have, you know, the, the, all of the, you know, insight to know like, okay, but I know that if I make these changes, it's going to help my marketing. It's going to help you know, whatever else is in my, on my plate at any given moment. So that's my, again, those are, that's my takeaway tips. So if I was to do the too long, didn't read for marketing tips, it would be like, listen to best practices, but implement your own as well. So, you know, insert your name, whoever you're listening to, you know, who's listening to this right now, I'll just say for me, Sarah's best practices. And I would write down this is, these are what I can commit to. This is my time commitment. These are the platforms I really enjoy. And this is the type of work I enjoy doing because then it also gives you a kind of a way of like, this, these are my non-negotiables and then I can decide from there. Mm-hmm. Then afterwards, then you can implement, you know, this, the search engine optimized words, um, what you're going to say on certain platforms, how you're going to relay it to your audience in a way that um, is part of the industry of digital marketing, how you should do it, you know, what your email list should look like, any of those extra pieces, but as long as it's a, from a place you enjoy. The second one is look at the data. It really can give you an inclination as to if what you're feeling in your overwhelm is tied to anything that you really aren't enjoying. And I'm gonna say eight out of 10 times, it's usually the case. It's whatever that energy drain 
in your digital marketing, that's probably something that should be offloaded and you could move that energy to something else in your marketing. Or maybe it doesn't even have to be marketing. Maybe it's just that hour where you get to sip on your coffee and really decompress. It does not have to shift to something else in marketing unless you want it to shift to something else in marketing. And then lastly, regular mindfulness check-ins. Um, really, I, you know, I try to do it once a month, like what is going well, what is really moving the needle in my marketing, just making, carving out 30 minutes of your time to really just go over how your marketing is panning out and ways in which you can, you know, optimize your time, your, your money, and, you know, can you outsource so that you can make your marketing more, more robust without burning yourself out or falling into a place where, because you are suffering maybe physically because you're worn out mentally, because you are feeling all, you know, imposter syndrome, maybe you're not sleeping enough. All of that will play into your marketing because it's a piece of your work. It's a piece of, it's an extension of you and your why and your values. Even if it is a product service or, you know, if you're a nonprofit, your mission, it will be an extension, especially if you're so close to it as the business owner. Mm -hmm. That was a lot. I don't think I took too many breaths. <laughs> no, I actually, no, you did not. Yeah, but um, but these are all such really good information. I was writing them down. Now I'm putting it in the chat box, right? Um, and we have we do have some listeners or um, viewers right now. We have Erica Gleason, Erica Neville, and and um, and we have more. Um, but I can't see their names. <laughs> However, um, so I really love how you summarize that. And the three things that I got from this is that um you know, listen to best practice, but implement what brings you joy, mm -hmm. right? You can, because there's so many informations out there, so many mm -hmm. information, so many, and so mm -hmm. many programs available, right? But it yes. can be really overwhelming. I mean, you can, you can check it out, but you need to implement what you truly enjoy, what you like mm -hmm. to do, right? And then second is that you got to look at your data, um, mm -hmm. is it working, right? Look at the data. Is it working or not, right? Because mm -hmm. um, if it's not, it's okay to not do it anymore, right? Yeah. Right. And then, um, and then lastly, the mindful check-ins. Um, you know, how am I doing with this? Um, is this going well for me? And, you know, and, and if this is something that um, is making me feel good or fulfilling yeah. for me. Exactly. Right? I think, yeah. it, again, we... I think as consumers, you and I can both agree on this. Like it's again, it's no longer, oh, here's a product, buy it. Like I really want to know the backstory about your business. Yeah. For me, I want to make sure that I'm buying something that's eth ethically sourced, you know, yeah. um, there's cruelty free, like things of that nature. You know, for example, it's not just like, I'm going to buy this product. There's like such a depth now. And that depth also mm -hmm. down to who are the faces behind the company? Do I enjoy them? Do I, do I believe in them? So mm -hmm. it's like, we have so many more options now, which means that we as consumers can be a little bit pickier. And when people lose that voice, they lose that opportunity to really give people who they are. And that can you, that there are multiple, you know, there are multiple, I'm just going to say I have ginger beer right here. Hope it's okay mm -hmm. to show you brand yeah, yeah. ginger beer for, you know, anything of that nature. There are multiple brands, but the point is, is maybe you enjoy one of those brands specifically for the mission behind the company, or maybe the CEO is just really funny and down to earth and you enjoy their social media. So you're like, of course, I'm going to buy theirs. They're always talking about it. They're so funny. And it's just that personal approach that helps our buying decisions these days, because there are so many options that we 
want to know these stories and hear people being authentic and everything. Cause then, then I feel like I'm buying from a friend. I'm supporting a friend. I'm not just supporting a corporation out there. So, yeah. And that is so much more important now, right. With consumers, it's like, they want to buy from someone they trust, they believe in someone who Mm -hmm. resonates with them. Um, Yeah. Because there are so many other products out there and you want it. um, You want to buy from someone who has the same values, like for most people, not everyone, right? But mm-hmm. um, I find myself, I love that you were able to highlight that because I find myself doing that nowadays more than ever before, right? Mm-hmm. Do I like this company? What do they stand for? What are their mission? And do I like this person, right? Like, yeah, exactly. that too. like oh, I know, I uh, we have some, you know, like their value is very different from my, what I value. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to be second guessing if I would be spending my money, investing my money and my time or my energy with this company. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So thank you for highlighting that. Okay. Um, so this is, this is a lot of information, Sarah, but they're really, really good information. And I think um, it's more than just a reminder for mm-hmm. business owners that you have shared today. It's more than just a reminder, but actually some really tangible tips that we can use, mm-hmm. right, for our own marketing. Um, and this is something that if they reach out to you, they'll be able to, you'll be able to help them yes. figure these things out, right? And the mm-hmm. step-by-step process. Okay. Yeah, I have a free 30-minute strategy success call where we can just kind of go over the goals in your business and get an idea of, you know, where you want to head in your business and, you know, whether, you know, perhaps we'd be a good fit for a working relationship. And if if nothing else, my goal is always that people will leave the conversation with at least a tangible idea of next steps, even if it's a not right now to, you know, working together or anything of that nature. Again, like everything, like I might not be for everybody and that's fine. And that goes back to being a, you know, our unique voices because I might be for somebody and somebody else might be for somebody else. So don't lose that voice because even what you just said with the consumer and everything like that your values might differ from this company and align with another but then somebody else's values will align with the company that you didn't align with so the point is is like when you don't when you lose that individuality then that comes into play but I digress yes my 30 minute strategy success call really I my goal is that people leave with um at least some tangible ways in which that they can move forward in their business and then they can decide whether they need to outsource or not and yeah. Yeah. So take advantage of that. We will leave a link if that's okay, or go to your her website to um, Sarah's website and, and um, set up, um, talk to her. Um, and with that, you can find out more about, you know, get some tips from her and maybe, yeah, it will be a good fit for the, for, for you and Sarah to work together and help and have her help you with your marketing <laughs> needs. Right. Yes. Um, so now we're going to go into the rapid fire questions and I hope it's okay with you, Sarah. And these are just fun questions, you know, um, that I'm going to ask you and you can answer it with one word, one word answer, or one sentence, right? Um, so are you ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. So my first question is, who is a famous person, dead or alive, that you would like to meet? Oh, geez. I wish I could meet B. Arthur who's Dorothy from the Golden Girls. I love her so much. Oh, all right, cool. Why is that? Why do you love her so much? Is, is that a show that you've watched 
when you were growing up. Yeah, I was, I, I just still watch it now. But um, anyways, um, she was just so funny and witty and everything. And every time somebody watches it, they're like, oh, you are the Arthur. So oh, like, really? <laughs> yeah, so it makes me feel good because I love her so much. She would be so much fun to me. Uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, where would you rather be right now? Um, in the mountains somewhere. Ah. Probably at, there are too many. So Stanton, Virginia is my favorite place to go. So Stanton, Virginia, probably in the mountains somewhere. So Stanton, Virginia, do you have family there? Is that something that you it's just, just go my to? little, just my little place. Aww. So. Aww. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and if you're a superhero, what is your superpower? Hmm. Superpower. I would love to. I don't, oh no, this is where I said I wasn't going to think about it too much. <laughs> I feel like, ah, oh, if that was my superpower, I would just love to fly because honestly, yeah. gas prices are so high right now. <laughs> I just need to get somewhere and I just would rather just fly because I don't want to teleport because I don't want to miss the entire journey. Uh, I like I the that. I like the journey from point A to point B. I don't just want to like get there right there because then I would, I would take, I would take it for granted, but at the same time, gas prices are really high. So I just need to, I just need to fly somewhere by myself with like my body, just like this. <laughs> in yeah. The air. yeah. And enjoy that. Oh, the feeling of freedom with just doing that and being able to go to places that you want to go to at any time. Right. So yes. yeah, I love that. I did not expect that answer. So that was cool. <laughs> I was just like, I'm being honest, gas prices are too much right now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is so definitely true. Um, what would be your weakness or your kryptonite? Um, probably just animal, anybody's suffering. I feel like that would just be animals, people suffering. That just would, that just already is my kryptonite. Like I just collapse as a human being when I see it. I mean, I obviously then the next step is after I go into my emotional like cocoon I try to like come out and try and find a way in which I can do something about it whether it's like a donation or getting involved or writing a letter to a legislative person or a senator whatever I can do that that's kind of like so it's kind of like my kryptonite but then it also is like empowering yeah. so but that would probably be a, any human suffering <laughs> Mm. Too, my parents will always be like Sarah you're so sensitive I'm like yeah I know I'm a Pisces and like everything <laughs> and I'm like an Enneagram 2 and like an INFP or ENFP like um for all of those in case for anybody that's listening that knows what I'm talking about and basically every sensitive thing out there so Myers-Briggs yeah yeah yes. yeah 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 oh um I think you're such a wonderful individual um thank you. So, I think the same of you uh, I, love, I love you so much <laughs> I love you too I think you are really just sincere and such a wonderful person and a very kind and and somebody who is so mindful in her work um and I truly appreciate you um and uh, thank you for being here um sharing your tips um and uh, sharing your expertise so thank you thank you thank you um do you have any last words you know a message to our audience i guess just i maybe just like a nice little wrapping up of everything just don't lose your voice don't let 
don't let other noise in the form of whatever it is make you feel like what you have to say isn't the most important part of your marketing because it is it really is and there will always be somebody for you out there so that would be my parting words that is a beautiful parting word a good reminder for everyone do not lose your voice be your true authentic self mm-hmm. yep so Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, everyone who are here and who's going to be listening. And um, and we will put more information about Sarah so you can stay connected with her. Yay! Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you at our upcoming events. Go to divagirltribe.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at divagirltribe. Become a member and join our Divagirl411 Facebook group.